Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you remember Johnny, Johnny Bravo? Bravo? Do you remember Johnny Bravo with that big... Can we just pause recording, Bill, because that coffee's gone right through me? Yeah. I'm actually... I've had to run to the toilet. I'm on it now. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. This week on the Gossip Gaze podcast... More Drag Race dramas on the horizon. Danny's fangirling over the internet's hottest new comedy queen. And Billy's reminiscing about his first cartoon crush. (laughs) 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 Hello, hello, lovely listeners. It is us, the Goosep Geers. Would you like that? Yeah, we're coming to you a bit differently today. We we are remote. It's back like early days of Panny. Absolutely. So I, I do have my window open. So if you hear any nature noises, any what are those? What the fuck was that? Birds that a make pigeon? that noise when they're like. Has your ma got pigeons in a loft? <laughs> no, she didn't have any in a loft. No, I don't think. <laughs> do you know what? Weirdly, I learned something new about you this week. Speaking of birds and pigeons, you are a bit of a bird freak, are you not? Excuse me. A geek, a bird geek, not a bird freak. I Sorry. do, lo- I do like a bear. Listen, growing up, I was all about the birds. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, you know, not not like the titty kind, you know. Yeah. And, and the fanny kind, the the, the feathered kind. Uh, so if there was any kind, listen, I was one of them kids where, if we were on holiday anywhere and we passed the pet shop, if my mum and dad seen a pet shop before me, they'd be like, turn around, turn around, turn left, turn right. left. Because I'd be like, I want to go in the pet shop. And I always loved the birds. Like when we used to go on holiday in the Isle of Wight, there was like a whole like park dedicated to birds, like tropical bird park in the Isle mm-hmm. of Wight. And I used to love it. And like, I just lose myself in there. I think I love that they flew. Wow. Honestly, I, I always so wanted free. to... Be- I just identified as a bird. I just felt like, I don't know, they they just, it was my little escape. I've always loved animals. I always, if I weren't in showbiz, darling, I'd be shoveling shit in Chester Zoo. Right, I'm with you. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be on Toucan Watch in the jungle or something (laughs) like that. Do you know what I mean? Instead of tit watching my garden in Salford. Right. But yeah, I love birds. I love birds. Um, but that isn't what we were going to speak about this week, but you threw a curveball in there and I can't think of a link, so I'm not going to link it to what I have to talk about. Um, I am self-isolating because 
I'm doing a little doing a little gig, honey. Can you say any more than that? Oh what? Well I am I have signed an NDA. Oh right. Um, so you're bound by the lawyers at the moment to not speak upon the subject. But there isn't an NDA saying you can't speak about the NDA. So you know, right. you always get it here first on the gossip gate. Something's <laughs> happening. <laughs> But yeah, I've just got to do the whole isolation thing because of COVID. Jobs right. just aren't like they are anymore. Do you know what I mean? Where you can just go and do sort of, you know, a day or two and then you're done. It's like swab down your neck, stick, stick yourself yeah. in this room. So COVID I'm test. the same. COVID if test. I've got like, yeah, if I've got like people knocking on the door, shagging in the next room, all of that, you know what I mean? It's not my fault. Right. So you might hear some dubious background noises today here too. Right, okay. So you've got so you've got people shagging and I've got birds. Birds yeah. here, there and everywhere. You, so yeah, so it's we're making the best out of a, a out of a tricky situation, is what I'm but trying to say. The listeners should know that we are dedicated to this podcast and through thick or thin we will pull it out our ass <laughs> if we need to. The only thing that's thick around here is my fucking ass, and the only thing thin around here is your hairline, love, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, I've got some news this week as well. Now, I didn't have to sign an NDA for my news, unfortunately, <laughs> so, so I can share it. Um, I'm going to be DJing at Cruise 101 in Manchester, if anybody's Manchester-based. Um, I do have a residency there now, which was signed, sealed, delivered. I had a, I had a meeting, uh, which is all very exciting. I don't think I can say which day it's on. Not that it matters. Um no, this is big. This, do you know what, babe? I'm so proud of you. And I know we big each other up all the time on here. Mm-hmm. And people must listen and be like, they go again. <laughs> but you know what? You've got to build your mates up. And I'm so proud of you. And, you know, you always said, oh, I'd love to work at Cruise 101 in Manchester. And we can say that on the podcast. It's just us squirrel friends. Yeah. And, you know, we all have those dreams. I have little things I really want to achieve and I really want to do. And we say it to each other. But when it when it actually comes into fruition. Yeah. It, I think it is, just takes a moment to be like, we, we're doing it. We're doing yeah. what we wanted to do. We set out. We're working hard and we're achieving things little by little, bit by bit. And I, I'm super proud of you. I think, oh, honestly, you. we're coming out of post-pan mm-hmm. and we're moving forward and people want good DJs. And look, you're getting the good venues coming at you, giving Absolutely. you the gigs. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is a, a sign of what's to come. I think you're going to be booked and blessed. I don't think you're going to have a weekend free. Uh, well, that is the dream and that is the hope. So I'm very excited. Um Watch this space for more information. The plans this venue have for the coming months are going to be fabulous, so make sure uh, you keep an eye on their socials. And I'll be posting all over my socials when I can announce the official announcement. But you guys yeah. did it first, as always. <laughs> and and the other thing is, like, even if people aren't Manchester-based, because we know there's a lot of people that listen to this all over the UK, mm-hmm. if you are planning a trip this year plan it to a queer space it doesn't have to be manchester there's queer spaces all over the uk yeah get down support your local queer venues because it's been a tough old 12 months and more for Mm -hmm. a lot of places a lot of places won't be surviving i am a big 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 fan of queer run queer owned queer safe spaces and I have a soft spot in my heart for them. I can be doing a bloody pride event on the on the Saturday to, you know, 
loads and loads of people and then on the Sunday being a little dive queer bar and people are like, why are you doing there? And I'm like, actually, it's queer queer owned, queer run. That's yeah. why I'm doing there. So get your ass in there. I think it's important that we support queer spaces that are queer run and queer safe spaces. I use the term queer, if anyone's just tuned into the show, to mean our whole wonderful LGBTQ plus community. And I just feel better calling myself queer. Don't I know think, about you. I think some people still get a bit funny over that term but that's normally the older generation who think because because it was a derogatory term back in the day really yeah my dad hates it when i say it he's like why are you saying that and i'm like honey i reclaimed it (laughs) um but listen do you know what's been getting me through this little isolation thing go on (sighs) bailey j mills what's that no 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 Bailey J. Mills has become an internet sensation. And I'm and I'm saying an internet sensation. They've become big on TikTok, non-binary drag queen. I know who let's this get, is now. Yeah, actually. Let's get over to Instagram. Yeah. Bailey J. Mills, 99, 21 years old, non-binary drag queen based in Lincolnshire. I want to get them on the show. The videos are hilarious. They've got fans in Juno Birch, big drag race American stars are fans of them. Yeah. And some of the videos are funny. This is one that just gets me going every time. Oh, you can't hear it. It's in my earphones. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what's going on? And they do this Jessie J one. Um, and they're getting in a taxi and like, he's like, how much is it? And the taxi driver says, and he goes, no, 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 no. And, um, oh, absolutely brilliant. Been... And, and really young as well, like 21. And 21. It's nice to see somebody this young with all this confidence on, on the social. Confidence, talent. And you know what? They're still really rough around the edges and loads of people are sending them stuff. And yeah. I was commenting the other week being like, oh my God, vocals. Because you know what? They've got talent. Yeah. But they're just a little rough diamond that's found a platform on the internet. And I'm excited to kind of watch them grow and see where they become. I'm betting that in future years this person ends up on like drag race or something this is the kind of talent i think shows like that are looking for raw in the rough diamond talent that they can mold into a superstar and i think that they're a superstar so if you've not checked them out check them out we're massive fans here and i'm excited to see where they go should we crack on with sure yeah get on with it let's get going Well, some news this week, apparently from Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, now don't, because you're not a massive fan of her. (laughs) I'm not, actually, but this story really, like, tickled me. Um, She has come out and insists that Velma from Scooby-Doo is a lesbian. How the fuck does Ellen know? Did Ellen fucking write it? Ellen has said, people online are once again debating whether Velma is a lesbian. So here's my thoughts. First of all, she's a cartoon character, so no one should really care about her sexuality. Secondly, just because she wears those clothes and has short hair doesn't mean she is a lesbian. And third... Agreed. She says, and third, obviously she's a lesbian. Come on, Velma is on our team. She does all the things that lesbians do. (laughs) So. <laughs> I mean, I suppose part of it's like, you know, you as a lesbian or a queer person, you know, a gay person, bi person, whatever, mm-hmm. you kind of do get to, you know, take the fun out 
the piss out of ourselves and this, that and the other. But then the other part of me is like when somebody so publicly and big says things like this, is it a bit like feeding into stereotypes that we really are trying to break away from? I kind of see both sides to the coin here. Right, so you thinking it's perpetuating the stereotypes, but on the other side, you can have a laugh and a joke with it. Well, I think we can, between ourselves. It's like having a WhatsApp group with all the gays, isn't it? You're like, we right. take the piss out of ourselves and other gays, but if somebody else did... We'd attack. <laughs> we would not have it, yes. is what I'm saying. But then I wouldn't go on stage to a mostly straight audience and start perpetuating the stereotypes. No, you'd rip the piss I'm out not... of them instead. Yeah, I'm yes. not into self... I don't know, just carry on. I'm chatting shit, I'm chatting <laughs> shit. Going stare crazy in isolation. So, so this made me think... Well, it made me think two things. Did you ever identify with a cartoon or TV character growing up? And did you ever fancy any cartoon characters growing up? Uh, I know that people... I know that Liv, <laughs> who, who is content producer on this show, used to fancy Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Never cartoon characters, no, but I was always a massive fan of H from Steps. I think I've told this story before where we ended up doing like five, six, seven, eight right. in a nativity. Yeah. You know, and you know you know how they managed to shoehorn these things into into primary school. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. was like bit of it pop was like culture fucking, in the nativity. Yeah, bit of Jesus from Nazareth and all of that, <laughs> and then the free wise men and all that started doing five, six, seven, eight boots scooting baby. <laughs> Right. Well, me and this other lad, would, were, were, we were determined to both be H from Steps. <gasps> a H off so, in primary school? So we had the whole Steps lineup and two H's. Right, okay. <laughs> because they give us both H from Steps. So our Steps in the school nativity had six in. Right. I mean, if it couldn't get any more weird as it was, do you know what I mean? Okay. I'm, I'm Mother and Mary had just give birth to a fucking baby born, baby born doll wrapped in a tea towel. Yeah. And we're there singing five, six, seven, eight and doing the dance moves. These days, these days, Michelle Visage will be there as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <wouldn't> she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I never had it. I never had a character. I wasn't a cartoon kind of guy. I used to come home and watch like Demon Headmaster and shit myself. Right. I, I went. I went identifying with them. Mm-hmm. So go on. So you had a crush on Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo and weirdly from the Lion King, Simba. I thought he was hot. <laughs> Simba. Yeah. How strange. I just can't wait to be king. That but, one. Yeah, but Is weirdly. That Simba? I don't know. Simba the kid. Simba the kid. (laughs) I was a kid. Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, Mr. Serval. Um, But (laughs) I remember uh, this. This might not make the show um, because (laughs) I remember the first time I ever touched myself. (laughs) Was to the was to the cartoon show Ed, Ed and Eddie. If you remember that show. Oh first, my god. The first time I discovered masturbation was to that cartoon show. How weird. <laughs> I feel like you need to write in to the writers and thank them. <laughs> wow. Yeah, how weird. That's, that? a, that's a very, very weird memory. Yeah. I don't really know what I've got to say to that. I don't even remember Ed, Ed and Eddie. What happened in it for you to be so turned on? It was three lads. <laughs> Oh, of course it was. 
Your first experience of a group session was on fucking Cartoon Network, you fucking rotter. The Gossip Gaze. Drag Race. Drag Race. Drag Race. It's like it never goes away. It's the, it's Miss Vanjie is haunting me in my sleep. RuPaul's Drag Race is everywhere I turn. I pick a dog shit up and I hear, <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's taken over the world girl it is and um we've got drag race australia or drag race down under uh, drag race down under that is coming officially the first of may so that's when it's launching that's when it's out that's the premiere some some big big names on it people i think we need to look out for people like art simone mm-hmm who, by the way, already had a TV show with World of Wonder before this. Oh, right. So I can't see, yeah, I can't see her doing, Badly. not doing well. Yes. Yeah, she's not first home, you don't think? She, no, girl. I think she's got to be top three. Mm-hmm. Just, just you know, seeing how, you know, people like Trixie have done when they go back to All Stars after having their own TV show with the same company. Right, yeah. what, one thing I fa- One thing I find interesting is like, Things like that don't matter in America, where I feel like over here, if we had an X Factor contestant who'd previously done a TV show with fucking Simon Cowell, the fucking Metro and all the fucking rags would be like, X Factor contestants, do you know what I mean? Of course, They'd kick yeah. off, they'd yeah. be like, X Factor contestant already tipped to win secret meetings with Cowell, yeah. and it'd be <laughs> everywhere, but yeah. the Americans are like, meh, fuck it, it's reality TV, we don't give a shit, and I think, to be honest that's how i am yeah i don't give a shit as long as the show's good platform some great queer art mm-hmm. um there's some really really good good um contestants on it it's been slammed a little bit for being quite white yeah i think all but one is caucasian is that correct i think so yeah, yeah. um but there's some as i say there's some great ones on there i personal faves that i like uh art simone is brilliant Mm -hmm. uh karen from finance is funny but there's been some controversies with her which i'll move on to in a moment Mm -hmm. uh there's also scarlett adams um maxi shield which is obviously a play on like um you know pads and tampons and things right which i'm not i'm never really a massive fan when drag queens make quite misogynistic jokes i feel like we've moved past that but am i being too am i being a bit too pc it's just a name i don't know yeah um i don't know like you've got to be funny do you know what i mean we've got and i I, anyone that's been to see my show knows i love to fucking rip the piss out of everyone in the room but i like to think it's all served up with a big massive side dish of love yeah and i think the overriding i mean when i first started don't get me wrong i I loved like lily savage and bianca and i really wanted to you know emulate those stars that i just saw reading people and it took a long time to really get the balance right and you know sometimes i still don't but I think you don't need to be picking on minorities or... Anyway, I don't even know if this will end up in the show. I'm rambling. But back to the controversies. So there's been a few controversies with the Down Under cast. Yeah. Now, a few of them have had to come out and apologise for things that they've done in the past. But it's not little things. Like, these these are quite serious, serious racist things that they've done in the past. Yeah. So 
videos and social media posts mm-hmm. depicting Scarlett Adams, which is one of the cast, wearing a shirt with an Aboriginal flag on it, with dark tan skin and two teeth blacked out. Garden Australia reported that the image was taken in 2012 as part of Australia Day celebrations. <gasps> Other images featuring Adams in blackface as African-American woman playing Asian stereotypes by wearing a sari as part of a Bollywood character. Adam apologised at the time, but issued a fresh apology this year, post-drag race um, kind of announcements. Yeah, I think... Saying... Oh, stop, go on. No, go on, go. I was just going to say, I think she must have knew that this would get brought back. I think she tried to just be like, FYI, I have apologised for this in the past and I'm apologising again. I think that's probably what happened. I don't know. Yeah. So she basically said, despite this being a story I'm deeply ashamed of and something I tried to forget, I've come to realise in recent years that taking responsibility, admitting my mistakes is an important learning experience. There is no way to sugarcoat it. When I was a teenager, roughly eight years ago, I performed in blackface and cultural appropriation. I was young, ignorant, and I'm no longer this person. And And I think... I know I was I thought you were gonna speak. I was. We're so courteous of each other when we're not in the same room. When we're not there, we're like <laughs> fucking chatting over each other. Yeah. Um I but what just, I was gonna say Go on, you go. <laughs> you go. I was just gonna say, I hope this storyline makes it onto the show because I think it's sort of somebody realising what they've done wrong and then apologising for it and then we get to see that and then it sort of brings light this, that it's not okay to do this and they've sort of moved on from this and sort of realised the mistakes and are apologising from it. I hope this is something we see on the show um, you know as opposed what? to just off camera. I never thought of it like that, yeah. actually. And I think you're actually bang on the money. One thing that Drag Race does so well is it it educates and teaches us about stuff by showing you the real person's journey. I don't Mm -hmm. want them to make uh, Scarlett into a victim because she's certainly no no victim, which is often what is portrayed when people come out as oh i was racist years ago and they kind of play the victim card i like that in her statement she's not done that and she's basically said look i was stupid i was ignorant and i've moved on i'm no longer that person i hope we you're right i hope we get to see that in the show and and get because that teaches people it's okay to be wrong we live in a world where when people are called out online wherever it, it no one wants to be wrong so they dig the feet in and they end up as we've seen before, you know, in the past, I don't want to mention any names, Charlie Hyde, but when people have been called out, instead of properly apologising, which, by the way, Charlie did, so it was a bit unfair of me to bring that back up, but, um, you know, when they initially are called out, the kind of people tend to dig their feet in and say, no, it's not, it's not, I'm not doing it like this. Yeah. And then don't move on from it and say I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like and it and I suppose I did use Charlie as that example is because even when she did and this is years and years ago this is pre hair drag race days so again maybe I feel a bit wrong bringing it up but it's just something that came to my mind but you know when she apologised then she continued to still do the character right. white and then jokingly say it's me Lisa and like it kind of undermined her apology and was a bit like. Oh, well, you've you've, oh, well you're not that it. sorry then if you're still doing it. 
kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you're still doing it on your terms. I think she's learnt a lot, and I think she is also a different act from back then. So just, you know, disclaimer for me talking about that and anyone that doesn't know about that story long long time ago you know there was a big queen in the uk who ended up going on to drag race in america who did do a blackface act and she was called out for it and she did apologize and she did move on and she's very much moved on from that now and she also you know i'm sure would say very different things to how it was handled back when it was handled but it was just something that came to mind with this story but this isn't the only controversy with the cast Another contestant has had to apologise again for being reported in to be involved in racially insensitive images um, showing a tattoo that she has yeah. of a gollywog. Now, to say I'm disgusted is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she said on her social media... Um, I have made an uninformed, ignorant and regrettable decision that I have one of those dolls tattooed. In the years that followed, I realised how irresponsible and stupid I have been. So I disposed of the dolls to the landfill and I have had my tattoo covered up. Is that is that good enough? Part of me is a little bit like, do producers of TV shows have a little bit more... Do they have a little bit more responsibility to make sure when they are casting people that these skeletons are covered or, you know, not necessarily covered, but that these skeletons are addressed, Mm -hmm. that these skeletons are known about and then the decisions made whether they're on the show or not. I'm not saying she shouldn't be on the show because of something she's done in her past. Or am I? I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm literally thinking out loud in real time here. But I think the big thing that this highlights is I think Australia's still got a long, long way to come. Yeah. When it's on the racism front. I, um, Morgan lived in Australia for quite a few years and he said that there is quite a big divide there and it is still very much a racist country. Now, I don't know that from first hand and I know he don't mind me saying this on the show, but um, as he lived there, he has witnessed the racism that does go on in Australia, and it does have a longer way to come than the rest of the world. Now, I I personally wouldn't think that about Australia. You think of it as this, oh my God, it's, it's just sunshine, and oh my God, it's amazing all the time, but it's not... Well, You've it, only well, got to is... go on Australia Zoo's fucking page, honey. Say that and there's again. Only white f- You've only got to go on Australia Zoo's page, honey, and it, there's just only white faces crazy right and there's there's a yeah there's actually a really good documentary by miriam moigles oh yeah um and it's about her going back to australia and learning about everything about the aborigine people there about this australia day Mm -hmm. how actually you know australians really celebrate this australia day and they kind of dancing on the graves of the aborigine people that they stole the land from it's so so interesting and done so beautifully i highly recommend before anyone kind of starts watching you know drag race australia that you learn a little bit about the the australian culture and you learn a little bit about what's what it's taken for Australians to be where they are today, the people that they've kind of trampled on and stole the land from, and the people that still exist there today, but 
are almost tra- tra- treated as second-class citizens. Um, I think it's, with anything, you know, you're watching a show, it's all about kind of their culture. The same as when Drag Race came over here and we got the, get out my pub, you're not my mother. Yeah. We had all of our kind of iconic pop culture moments. I think it's important that when we look at all the drag races around the world, mm-hmm. we have a little delve into their culture first. So we're just a little bit more understanding of of where the jokes are coming from, what's working, what's falling flat, and what needs improving on. I think, hopefully, what this will highlight is that Australia's got a long way to come on the racism front. And I hope that these people telling their stories helps other people educate themselves, move on, move with the times, apologise for what they've done wrong in the past, Mm -hmm. and become together a better society and i do think drag race can help on these kind of things Absolutely. now we've now we've spoken for a good solid 10 minutes here about uh, drag race australia but our drag race section is not complete the dramas continue and all the way back over here on this side of the pond our very own crystal yes canadian native living here i think she's done enough to quite qualify as one of our own grungy london queen Really good. Probably on air season, didn't get to see enough of her in hindsight. Mm -hmm. However, she is suing the rat, the vile, (laughs) the disgusting Lawrence Fox. Slimy, I would say. And you know what? I'm fine with saying that. I'm fine with saying that publicly because he can be really rude and upsetting to people. And what he's done is he uses old tropes and stereotypes and of gay men. He's basically called Crystal a paedophile without any um, evidence on it. And it's very, very damaging to the queer community to, to have these old kind of stereotypes and tropes dug back up and, and, and then slandered on the internet. And this is all over racism because Lawrence likes to think that he can say racist things and they're not racist and that races and like white people can experience the same racism as our, you know, friends of colour. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case, Lawrence. Listen, I'm not dedicating any more time on this show to him. I think he's a prime example of somebody very, very privileged who just doesn't quite get it. Someone who's quite intelligent and thinks they're using that intelligence for the greater good, mm-hmm. but they're not. I even sound like I'm making excuses for me. I'm not, but I think you've got to look at when some really educated people are coming at a, a really serious subject, but yet they seem to be falling on the wrong side of history. You've got to ask yourself why. Um, I hope this goes all the way for Crystal. Same. I'm in full support of Crystal. Um, she's released a statement saying, yes, my lawyers are on to it. I can't comment anymore, but thank you for the support. Brilliant. And I think... That's what we need to do, especially as a queer community. I think we need to be very aware of people that are using old, quite frankly, damaging stereotypes and putting them out there on the internet. I hope that he has to pay her a big chunk of money for this. Well, honey, I hope it's uh, millions, darling. (laughs) And I wanted to open a gay club and call it Foxes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Petition if she wins millions to open a gay club and call it Foxes. (laughs) 
Okay, you guys asked for it and we delivered. We are the deliveroo of podcasts. The just mm-hmm. eat of your ears. The, I can't think of another fucking delivery company, can you? Hungry House. What no the one uses that, Hungry though. House? It, it's the Povo Just Eat. That's some <laughs> kind of fucking Povo Backstreet Leeds delivery, that. That's going to be some fucking scruffs out of their own kitchen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Pre-pandemic, they're on the dole. Post-pandemic, they're a business owner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Running yeah. a fucking <laughs> full, full fry-up grill out of the Mars kitchen. Anyway, we're the hungry horse of podcasts. <laughs> and yeah. we have given you the opportunity to tell us, the Gossip Gays, more, yes, you've guessed it, hook up horror stories. <gasps> yes, hook up horror stories. And these three come from the same person. Hey, Gossip Gays, I've got loads of hookup horror stories. The first one on the top of my head is dot, 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 dot. In uni and shagging this French guy and he was on top and I slipped out and then there was this nugget of shit on my pubic area and I was like, oh no. And he said in a French accent, let me baby wipe it. (laughs) I've never forgotten I've never forgotten the line, let me baby wipe it. And it comes to me now and again. I can't imagine when it's gonna come to you that 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 you that you hear that in your head. It must be when you see a nugget of shit, mustn't it? Yeah, or like some sort of skid mark or dirt upon your side and you're like, let me baby wipe it. Let me baby wipe it. <laughs> wipe it. <laughs> uh, that was a really bad French accent, by the way. Apologies to any French listeners. Uh, also, they go on. The other week, I th- I thought this fit rugby daddy type was picking me up in a white BMW. When I got in, I quickly realised he wasn't what he looked like in his pics. In brackets, think Harvey Weinstein, dot, 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 but fatter. <gasps> wow. <laughs> this is creepy. This is a bit creepy, like a really big Harvey Weinstein. Also, side note, yeah. nothing wrong with a bigger body. You just don't want them to remind you of a convicted... Sexual offender. No. Cis term offender. (laughs) Gender bender. (laughs) Release the beast. Anyway, so so I made an excuse that he was driving too fast and it made me feel sick and I needed to get out the car. Ten minutes down the road from where he picked me up. Anyway, I got a cheese calzone on my way home and went to bed. (laughs) Imagine you're driving too fast, you need to pull over. Imagine. Yeah, and he's driving like three miles an hour over speed humps, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. slow yeah. down, Harvey. <laughs> oh, my um, God. They go on, they go on. People love sharing these stories. Also, this is the one. I was in uni, and there's a lot of hookups in uni happening here. I feel like we need to really appeal to the students. I was in oh, uni. Yeah. I was in uni and wanted to do... I was in uni and wanted to do... Oh, they wanted to do this. Okay, I'm just just re, just double-checking it. I was in uni and I wanted to do like a daddy-son role-play with this teacher. And I got an Uber to his house and he was like, go make the bed. So I was like, yes, sir. Ran upstairs and the bed was completely made. Room was spotless. I was like, what the fuck am I meant to do? So I just patted down the bed and fluffed the pillows <laughs> while he watched me in the background. And then I saw pictures of his wife and kids on the <gasps> side. I think I was cleaning his teenage son's 
bedroom. Oh, no, that's a bit... That's a bit bizarre for me, unfortunately. I've had a similar experience where I met a guy when I was younger and he wanted to, to, to do it in his son's room. That's weird for me. I that's think a that's bit, really no. bizarre, actually. I'm yeah, sure no, I've told I'm... the story on the show. Have I told that story on the show? I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, I've had a very similar situation. He was like, oh, we can't go in uh, that room. My wife will know. I think he made a joke like she's like a bloodhound or he made some kind of... Right. She'll know if there's a hair out of place. We're better going in here. And I was just so uncomfortable, you know, like sat on a Lego bed in. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah. That's weird. Like, okay, get me out of here. Absolutely. Oh, God, the house is moving too fast. I need to get out of it. <laughs> Honestly, I would make... Oh, I just got the joke. Insert canned laughter here. <laughs> Fucking bitch. I'm very <laughs> Sam, can you insert a laugh? Can you insert a laugh here, please, Sam, so it makes Billy's joke seem funny this week? <laughs> Fucking hate you. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Listen, get involved with more Hucklep Horror Stories. Uh, to be honest, I think some of them were quite tame. I think some of them were tame. Some of them I don't think we can air. Oh, really? Well, I've seen a couple that I'm a bit like, yeah, I'm not, we can't say that on the show, but keep them coming, guys. Keep, keep them coming. Yeah. Remember that at- we are a show. We are a show. Do you know what I mean? So when you when you're mentioning really graphic things or like, you know, really taboo subjects, you know, we we have got an audience, guys. Just remember <laughs> yeah, that, yeah? yeah. There is people listening. <laughs> you're um, not the only listener. There is others. So remember, get it. in contact with us. It's at Gossip Days Pod on all social media. We've got a cracking listeners listeners letter next week. Um, bring them back. Bring them back. Absolutely. So we're going to be solving some of your dilemmas, queries, problems, anything next week. So we've got some more lined up coming next week. Um, and keep these hookup horror stories coming in because you guys are loving them. And just, if you want to spill any goss with us, spill the goss. We are the fucking gossip gays, after all. The gossip gays. End of the show, darlings. You know what time it is. It's time to say goodbye to your favourite queers for a whole week. Absolutely. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what the accents are, but you know what? I wanted to end today on a high. Yes. And no, we are not back in Amsterdam. I wanted to end on a review. Woo-hoo. Because we love a review. Yeah. Reviews make us happy. Reviews help us out. And, you know, we scratch your back, you scratch ours. And we're all fucking friends. <laughs> Right? Uh, we give yeah. you a laugh every now and again. Yeah. A decent show once in a while. You leave <laughs> us a review. It's a mutual relationship. Symbiotic. Yeah. And we're all fucking friends. Cool. We've got a good one here from Craig MCR91. Big up Manchester. A whole, mm-hmm, a whole year of listening. It just says dot, dot, dot. So I'm going to make the rest of the title up. A whole year of listening to my favourite Danny Beard and the other one is, is the title. <laughs> <You bitch. laughs> And it says, I started listening at the beginning of the first lockdown. Week on week, I am never disappointed. I love the honesty of you guys and the belly laughs each week keep me going. Shame they're not good enough to give me a six pack, but that's by the by. Thank you both for putting your time and effort into keeping us listeners or listener entertained. (laughs) (laughs) Craig's on it. He knows the sitch. He knows the situation. Thank you for that, Craig. And no, we're not about six packs on this podcast. That's why nobody's got one who listens. 
Oh, the who only six-pack I've got is a six-pack of Muller Lights <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> I'd love to even say it was beer, but it's not because there's nah. too many calories, darling. Oh, God. She's on one again, Slimmer of the Year. I was Slimmer of the Week two weeks on the run, truth oh. be told. Well done, actually. I didn't know that, but well done. Yeah, it was, yeah. But I don't like to bang on about it, you know. Being skinny and gorgeous is hard enough as it is. <laughs> And what's the saying? Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Well, let me tell you, that's a fucking load of shit because I'm that's absolutely a lie. starving, darling. They've not had a big but tasty, darling. <laughs> I just don't want to go back to work and be out of breath on stage. You need to be fighting fit if you want to be jumping all around the venues. I just can't wait to be at a Pride event jumping on the top of a portaloo singing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to lug me fucking three-stone lockdown ass up a portaloo, am I? <laughs> no, so no. I've enjoyed it while it lasted. Yous all know I'm a yo-yoer. Don't know how we've got onto this subject, but we have. Um, and I've had another good week. Uh, you guys keep me saying, this is very autobiographical. I'm going crazy in isolation, but I'm hoping that the end product's going to be worth it. And I can't wait to share the project that I'm working on at the moment. I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say good luck with it. I know, I know the project's going to be in full swing soon. So good luck, all the best. And I'll see you next week, girls. See you next week. Same time. Pop us in your ear. We're like a little secret love egg. Aren't we? Do you know what I mean? You know, like them little, them little vibrators that you can wear around yeah. when you're shopping, and you just go on your phone and you tap it, and your clip's buzzing. Yeah. We're the same for your ears, only we're free. <laughs> what more do you fucking want? See you later, guys. Love you. Bye. The gossip case. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.